Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Multiverse Podcast. As always, my name is Luke. And my name is Matthew. And this week, we're going to go ahead and finish off our horror movie calendar with the Ryan. Hi, I'm Ryan. I was Luke's RA, and by proxy, I'm Matthew. Stop. And, as always, the wonderful Austin. Hello. I'm genuinely excited for this calendar to be over so Ryan can stop introducing himself <laughs> as Luke's RA and by proxy he knows Matthew. Four weeks in a row, baby. Consistency. Wrote a book Are you proud of yourself? A little bit. A little bit? <laughs> cool. Yeah, like Matthew said, we're wrapping up the horror movie calendar. Uh, well, Ryan, you know the drill at this point since you know we're four weeks in. So, uh... Talk about what movies you watched. Cool. So this week uh, we get an extra one because the calendar ends on a Saturday. So normally we only cover, I think, six, but this week we're covering seven. So we've got The Descent, Terrifier, Scream, Leprechaun, You're Next, As Above, So Below, and Jaws. I know hit us with the... Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, hit us with the favorite and least favorite before we start favorite this week was leprechaun (laughs) (laughs) was the critically acclaimed one of the best movies of all time jaws and the worst of the month was the leprechaun i hated that movie so much you just don't understand or appreciate the great you guys (laughs) you hate irish people i have a red beard (laughs) You know how scared I am to come into contact with you now just because of my red beard on that alone? You know who should be scared to contact me is Jennifer Aniston because she is also awful in this movie. She's in Leprechaun? (laughs) Yeah. It's her first movie ever. (laughs) That's the first one? Yep. And let let me tell you, she's miserable, but we'll get there when we get there. Okay, well, start us off with The Descent. I really like The Descent. So I went into it not really knowing a ton about it. I knew that some girls would go exploring in a cave and they like it's going to be like a cave survivalism kind of film where they need to get out and, you know, something like that. But it actually was really, really good. So it has probably one of the most shocking scenes at the very, very beginning. I'm going to go spoiler free, but like I gasped and I was like, yo, this movie is intense right off like from the start. It's like you're just thrown into the deep end. Um, It was a mid to late 2000s movie. So that's kind of a blind spot in my horror repertoire. It's an area I didn't really cover too much this month besides maybe Cabin in the Woods and as above so below if you want to count that as early 2010s came out in 2014 so but i was really glad when i came away from this movie i was super happy with it uh the group is all female and they're all like they all contribute something to the group that is very well written like badass females that i think we're kind of missing in uh media today i think it's very forced in like like i look at captain marvel and i say that's a very forced trying to like the entire point of the movie is that she's a badass in this movie they're badasses by their well, actions four minutes and 25 seconds and not even because wow cut audio in the beginning you just don't care this is like you're like ricky gervais when he hosted the golden Globes. oh yeah like mic drop i'm leaving yeah like every time he made like an inappropriate joke he's just like i don't care i don't care anymore that's that's how i feel with you being on here right now in this fourth week ryan i think i think uh that cuss word was the one i said the most often because it it, i think it really encapsulates these new people okay okay the monsters are terrifying in this movie there are monsters in the cave but they're not introduced till about an hour in so they're like they're just kind of extra you know they're just kind of they're scary once they're introduced but before that, like this movie is already terrifying, and you like you get like, shortness of breath, almost like hyperventilating. Watch this movie because they are stuck underground, and you are like, I want them to get out so I can stop reacting like this. Was Garrett in there? Garrett was not in the cave. Sorry to sorry to spoil that. Dang it. <laughs> 
Set design was good. They were actually never in a cave, cave when they filmed this, but you would never believe it watching it. So super good. Uh, gore is pretty good. No digital effects, all special effects. So, you know, it's good. There's some goofy scenes here and there, and there's some meh acting. It's a mess story thrown in there. But honestly, I really like this. I gave it an eight and a quarter. Mm. So moving on, we've got The Terrifier. The 2016 indie film, $100,000 budget that th- two and I would say and a half of us watched together because Luke joined in halfway through. But honestly, like the story is not the crux of this movie. I, yeah, it is. Wrong word. The story is not the important part of this movie. Uh, and what would that be, Matthew? It's definitely the violence. It is so violent. It's like John Wick, where the whole point of watching it is to see Keanu Reeves do really cool gunplay and violence. Nah, I I love John Wick, but this movie is much more grotesque than anything that oh, happens yeah. with John Wick. I wasn't comparing the violence. I was saying, like, you're not watching John Wick for the plot. Oh, you're watching John Wick oh. for the violence. <laughs> no, that's just not right. No, but you, you have a point. <laughs> I'm an ogre. Yeah, uh, this is the most grotesque movie I've ever seen, and I only watched half of it. I had to ask Ryan to go back to a scene that I missed earlier on because Matthew refused to even watch it, to which then I went and watched it like three times. It was good. Yeah. So synopsis, we've got this girl, Tara? No, it's Victoria. Victoria and Dawn. They're girls on Halloween, and they meet this guy named Art the Clown at a restaurant. He's super weird super whatever and they start driving away and they hear on the radio that two guys were just murdered oh we see the murders by the way of these two dudes but two guys were murdered at this restaurant by a clown that was in black and white they're like oh shoot and he starts hunting them and when i say like plays with his prey and messes with them art the clown is amazing one of the best horror villains i would say of all time that is a bold take, but I guess if anybody, mm-hmm. if anybody's the expert in horror movies after the last Third. month, it's definitely you. So, I love art so much, from the miming to the <clears throat> bloody teeth to the just smiles that he gets off, and he has like a weird kind of like funny side to him at the beginning, but it's like it's creepy weird. It's like ha 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 ha, please get away from me. The only thing I compared the gore to was Mortal Kombat fatalities. Like, that <laughs> yeah, is but, the only thing comparable. I mean, if you're going to compare the two, I would say these... I mean, these are more realistic, but only because right. it's not in a video game and, like, somebody actually had to make the special effects for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And with how much they threw into the special effects, obviously the story suffers, the characters suffer, blah, blah. Most most things that happen in a horror movie that focus on gore, you know, your characters acting- are... Sorry, the acting is pretty good. For an indie film, it's pretty good. I think my main issue is that the characters, like the crazy cat lady, we don't know why she's crazy. We just kind of have to accept it. Is that the lady with the baby? Yeah. Yes. She's credited as cat lady in the the credits. (laughs) Um, So I gave it an 8 out of 10. Maybe if they would have delved in the story, maybe if it had a longer run time and a higher budget. It could have hit that, like, 9 to 10 area. I still loved it. Perhaps with its sequel, it'll reach that 10 that you're looking for. I hope so. I'm actually really looking forward to the sequel. And then we move on to Scream, which is the quintessential 90s horror movie. It is It redefined horror as a genre in the 90s. We transformed from our Michaels, our Jasons, you know, the... The group of teens that like don't know the rules of a slasher movie and like like obviously we the rules are explicitly stated in this movie you know you can't have sex or you're dead no sin can't drink or do drugs or you'll die and never ever say i'll be right back because you'll never come back you'll die so but in this movie uh it transforms into the characters know the rules and know the existence of michael jason freddy uh Jamie Lee Curtis, they know about it, but it doesn't matter because they're getting slaughtered anyways. And I think it's genius. I love what Wes Craven did with the movie. Uh, the only thing I was 
like not great with the movie is the action scenes with Ghostface and let me pull up her name real quick, uh, Sydney, because it it was the same thing every time. It was they fight a little bit, then he disappears, and you don't know where he is, and then they fight again, then he disappears, and it's common in slashers for that to happen, but this happens like six or seven times. You're like, okay, I'm tired of it. Just just show us who it is. You know. I think as far as all the movies that you watched this week goes, this one is probably, I mean, it's definitely the most, second most, like, well-recognized one. Yeah. If you're looking uh, with strictly in the horror genre, I personally don't consider Jaws to be a horror movie, but I understand that it's more of, like, a thriller, I guess, in my yeah. eyes. Mm-hmm. I think this one is definitely one of the most, or one of the best ones that you watched all month. Not to mention, it also has the actor who played the most powerful character in all of cinema <laughs> matthew lillard aka the man who played shaggy rogers in the live action scooby-doo movies i loved him <laughs> in this movie matthew I'm lillard is a, a treasure woozy here man i love that part <laughs> also in terrifier just let her use the bathroom she'll make it worth your while oh my god that part made me laugh so hard Matthew and I had to go back and listen to it because we were just laughing so hard was, at that. The, it was just the way it was delivered. It was like it's so it good. was so weird, so Sh- funny. Shout out to Dawn's uh, Catherine Cochran, I think is her last name. Uh, great performance. But yeah, this movie is like, and it's got some like star-studded, like Drew Barrymore dies in the first like ten minutes. Courtney Cox is in this. David Arquette's in it. Like pretty. Like, you look back on the 90s, you're like, those are, like, some pretty recognizable 90s actors. I was going to say, Courtney Cox is, like, one of the most iconic 90s actors of all time from her role in Friends Alone. Also, I'm double-checking this. Yeah, her Halloween costume was, she went as her character from Scream. She went as Gail? Like, the, the news reporter, right? Yeah, I saw that on her Instagram this morning when I woke up. That's perfect. I know. Shout out Courtney Cox. Shout out Courtney Cox. Um, and Gail, like herself as a character, is really interesting because she's like the snotty reporter that's super annoying. But by the end, you're kind of cheering for her because, like, she's mm-hmm. one of the only ones left, and she's the one that ultimately saves Sydney. So, I think she's. I loved her character. I loved um, Matthew Lillard, and oh, I'm looking for his name. Oh, Randy, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, super good, guys. The the This movie is 24 years old, so I don't care about spoilers. 26 years old. No, no, 24, because it came out in 96. Um, it turns out to be two dudes behind the mask, which is awesome. Because they're like, why not? Like, you know, we know the rules. We studied a couple horror films. We got away with it last year. Might as well keep doing it. And then they just start stabbing each other. <laughs> and then we get the legendary line from Matthew Lillard. Feeling a little woozy here. Um, great movie. Gave it an 8 out of 10. So that's two 8 out of 10s in a row. And then I don't really want to talk about the next one. You have to. No. Nope. I really Get into it. To. Nope. You put it on the calendar. You have it's to talk about movie. it. I did. And I insisted it stayed on the calendar when I started making it because it like, no one's really heard of the Leprechaun, so. Leprechaun from 1993. Do we want to start with the positives? Are there any? There's one. That okay. the Leprechaun looks good. He looks like a little guy that is all messed up in the face, and he looks good, but. Don't talk about Austin like that. <laughs> I'm not little. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even deny like the face part <laughs> so apparently there were three people behind the leprechaun face there was warwick davis there I was hornswoggle from wwe and <laughs> lyndon and lyndon porco who if i'm not mistaken Porco's. is a little kid when this movie came out but he's oh. also yeah because he was born in 90 wait why does it say he's the leprechaun if he was born in 96? Dude, even the people who credit this movie didn't care about it. <laughs> so it's a two sign. Pe- two it's a time traveler. Uh, this movie sucks. Recommended for no one. 
Synopsis, uh, a leprechaun wants his gold. <laughs> That's it. That's the entire plot. So he kills people for it? No, no. I forgot. There's an important plot. He's stuck in a box because there's a four-leaf clover on top. Duh. Like, why didn't it? Oh, come on, man. That I know. You made like... off the one part that made sense. Yeah. Totally not him pogo sticking on some dude and singing a diddle while killing him. That that wasn't. That's Whatever. fun. Let me just read off my checklist of why this movie sucks. <laughs> the horror is not scary. Man, the comedy really, is not funny. You really went out of your way in this movie, or like just to make this. You made a list just to prove why this movie is so bad. I think that was the goal. I think I just had to compare so many movies to Leprechaun. I would like, like to an, see you make a movie that's better than Leprechaun, Ryan. Yeah. Literally, I have a list of 30. Oh, really? Really. What other mythical creatures can you think of? Loch Ness Monster? Nope. Go again. <laughs> uh, okay. You know what? To be fair, if they made a horror movie off the Loch Ness Monster, it would probably be worse than the Leprechaun. Mm. I gotta say, it is not the worst horror movie of all time. Because recently, Slenderman took that title. <laughs> that movie is some dog shit. Can, we, can we talk about uh, what some of the sequels to Leprechaun are called? <laughs> All right, sure, sure, sure. So we go we go from Leprechaun to Leprechaun 2. Pretty normal. Uh, just before we reveal it, I want the audience at home to guess what the third one is. Because you're not. Time's over. Leprechaun in the hood. No. What? <laughs> Leprechaun 3, Leprechaun 4 in space, Leprechaun 5 in the hood. I'm sorry. I forgot that he went to space before he went to the hood. How dare you not be an expert in Leprechaun no. lore? Okay, okay. So what's the sixth movie called? That's how you then? get to the hood. Uh, <laughs> Leprechaun 6, back to the hood, spelled back number two. <laughs> number two. T-H-A, <laughs> hood. Guess what? Ice-T is in both those films. Of course he is. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> of course. And then there's Leprechaun Origins, which I don't really remember, honestly. Wait, you've I've, watched all of these? I've watched the kill count for two through Back to the Hood in high school. And Why would you subject yourself to that? Because it, the kill count actually makes them entertaining. James A. Janice has a way of making horror movies, bad horror movies, just entertaining i don't know how he does it he even said this movie is bad <laughs> i'm just gonna finish this checklist real quick the comedy's not funny the action scenes are repetitive you don't and boring. like the pogo stick scene no i absolutely abhorred it distracted no. okay so there's a shopkeeper and he and the group gives a coin to them says hey can you check this out see if it's worth anything he says sure so the leprechaun gets wind of this and says, hey, the next obvious course of action is to murder this dude for this gold coin, right? So he does it by knocking him over and then pokey sticking onto his chest with blood coming out of his mouth and singing a diddle while he does it. <laughs> dilly dilly. <laughs> dilly dilly. <laughs> uh, the action scenes are repetitive and boring. The acting sucks. The story is boring. The special effects are not good. The sequels are borderline offensive. We talked about them. Everything is predictable. Characters are not well written because I, the only character I cared about was Ozzy, but he was so like offensively portrayed. I just I like I could not get behind it. Um, and then I said, please, for the love of everything, do not watch this movie. It's just boring. I almost fell asleep watching it, and I wasn't even tired. It was like being stuck in a lecture hall watching something I didn't care about for an hour and a half. Zero point five out of ten. I think you graded it a little too harshly. I would have given it at least a one. I am not going back to it to see if I would give it something better. I can't. Moving on. I don't want to think about this movie anymore. We go, we go to your next. And the and I'm really sad you guys didn't watch this movie because it is most comparable to Ready or Not, which I gave it 10 out of 10 for. Well, you didn't invite me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, this movie is uh, kind of the same premise. It's not a 
uh, it's not a game of hide and seek. It's basically they're back home for dinner. Some kids are back home for dinner with their boyfriends and girlfriends and friends. And someone's hunting them. Basically a wolf mask, a lion mask, and a tiger mask. I want to say fox, tiger, and bear. I was close. And they just start freaking out. And it turns out there's some twists in there. I'm not going to spoil it because it's only nine years old. But it's really good. Uh, it is kind of opposite of Samara Weaving in Ready or Not. Because this girl, we learned she grew up on a survivor base in Australia in the Outback. She's also Australian. So, you know, plus points for that. And we she is, she knows how to survive. Upside and down. I watched a video about the history of slashers. And they specifically mentioned this movie because it has the unique effect of turning the final girl uh aaron into the slasher because she doesn't play like she is the predator against these guys in masks she beats them up and just destroys them like no hesitation uh there's a scene and luke you would squirm at this because it's just like the bullet wound in the hand on the nail when she's climbing up this ladder and ready or not she sets up these boards with nails in them and puts them under the windows and the wolf mask sees one of them and says oh i see what you're doing like that's cute i'm not going to step on that but there's another one closer to the window that he doesn't see steps right into the nail and it, it's it's like i don't like final it, destination it, vibes yeah, it, it just goes straight through, and you're like, it's like the sucking in air. It's like, ooh, ow, like, yikes. She goes full Rambo on these guys. It's so cool. And, like, when you see a slasher movie and you see, like, oh, like, they killed Michael Myers or they killed Freddy or they killed Jason, they're like, no, they're obviously not dead. Like, double tap them like they do in Zombieland, like the rule. Double tap them. There's a scene with the fox mask. She takes, oh, what does she take? She takes some like unconventional weapon and just hammers the back of this dude's head with it over it oh like make sure he's dead like it's it's an uncomfortable amount of time and there's a brother and his girlfriend just looking from the corner like you think you got him like <laughs> it's so good deaths are gruesome special effects um and the creativeness keeps you like intrigued because these people die in pretty like unorthodox ways and it's kind of like saw our final destination except it's more believable um it has some very money pretty funny moments too i want to say it's an outright comedy but it's it makes you giggle better than leprechaun <laughs> uh bad storytelling bad character development is a theme of this week because besides aaron we don't really delve into the characters a whole bunch uh we don't really know a whole bunch about the masks you don't really learn a whole bunch about the siblings or the parents or whatnot um and this and it, the story turns into a, a game of who's gonna die next kind of like with saw or like i said final destination so like oh who's gonna die like like you're setting up for the next death right after one's done uh and it suffers for that but you know i really like this movie and it kept me intrigued and you know i liked it so i gave it a seven and a half uh, and then we move on to As Above, So Below. I don't want to spend a ton of time on this one either because it's also just bad. Better than Leprechaun. That's impossible. Uh, stop the cap. But bad. It's one of those found fil- found horror flicks, kind of like Paranormal Activity, where the characters are holding the camera the entire time. Like the, I've never really enjoyed these movies just because it seems like a cheap way to cheap out on your special effects because as Have soon as something Blair happens... Witch? I've actually not, so I'm excited. Okay. We'll talk about that later, but uh, it feels like a cheap way for them to, like, as soon as, like, a special effects happen or a monster happens, you can just cut away, and it's a cheap way to be like, oh, like, oh, something's there, and it looks good because I only saw it for half a second, you know? It's just, it, and it makes scenes confusing because the camera's tumbling around, and you're just waiting for it to, like, land somewhere so it can, like, show what's going on. And not to mention that if you don't go into this film like educated about what it's about, you're going to be confused. Um, just so people know, it's about the seven layers of hell. 
cool. Like the monsters are based on the monsters from the seven layers. So if you didn't know that, you're not you're not gonna know what's going on. And it feels very National Treasure. I watched it with Shelby, and she was like, oh, I like this movie because it feels like National Treasure where they're, like, linking all these, like, different cultures and, like, oh, the sun god, but, like, the sun god did this and he gave birth to this, and we can use that to solve this clue that gets us closer to the catacombs, whatnot. It just felt like exposition. It felt like Damon Ex Machina where they could come up with anything and and they got lazy with their story writing. So I gave this a three and a quarter. The catacombs do feel suffocating when they get down there and they're underground and it's kind of scary, but other than that, it's not that great. And then we get to the cream of the crop. The best movie of the week. Jaws from 1975. Do you like the dramatic pause? It was really good. Thank Thank you. you. Yeah, you really left me on the edge of my seat. So I have never seen Jaws. The only thing I knew about it going in is that there's a big shark and Steven Spielberg directed it. That's about it. Really liked it coming out of it. I see why people like this movie so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's nothing I could say about this movie that hasn't already been said. Like It is just a really, really good, well-told, all-around, just fantastic movie. Like Suspense. I, I watched the kill count on this, and they said that they used clips because he went to school for i don't i don't know if it's t-com but he took a lot of like movie classes he said he got specific scenes from jaws as a kind of how to build tension and suspense in a movie and i think that's perfect because you never like you at the very beginning of the movie you never see bruce you don't see bruce until about what an hour maybe an hour and a half Mm -hmm. hour and 15 minutes i think hour half is a little too long but the scene where all the people are in the ocean and you just see the camera moving under their feet mm. and the little kid on the raft and all that. And it's just, it's great. Like, I don't know what to say because I just thought it was a great movie. Well shot, well edited. Score is legendary. Could you watch Jaws without the dun 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 dun? Like, I don't think nope. so. I could watch it if we took the audio out and you just sang it for us instead. <laughs> we watched it with subtitles and every single time the music came on it said orchestral music starts but there would be an adjective at the beginning of it and it would just so it would be like suspenseful orchestral music uh tense orchestral music calming orchestral heroic orchestral it just said the same thing over and over we kept laughing every time new music played somebody who was in charge of making subtitles wanted to get creative i guess they were like man this score is too much i just got to <laughs> Just got to have a copy and paste. Control C, Control V. I have a hot take. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of this movie. I appreciate it for like what it did for like cinema culture. I don't know if it was the day that I watched it because I was sick the day that I watched it. I don't know what it is. I did not enjoy it. I've only seen it once and because of my first viewing experience was not the best with it. I have mm. not revisited it. Um... I don't know. I talked about this with Austin a little bit, but I think it's a good, it is a good movie. Do not get me wrong. I'm, mm. I'm very worried that I'm going to like piss a lot of people off right now. So I'm, I mean, it's being how you very feel. selective. It's also, yeah, it's also like subjective. Just be you, man. Like all movies are subjective. Like, like I might give Leprechaun a 0.5. Someone might give it like an eight, you know, I give it a 10. And I would see, like, if they gave me good reasons for it, I'd understand. So I, I have to ask you, like, do you know specific reasons or scenes that you didn't like or just, like... I just... I, I personally just think that this movie is a little overrated. Like, I think it's a good movie and it has a huge cultural impact. And, like, I see people with Jaws shirts all the time. Mm-hmm. I personally don't see the hype behind this movie. But this is also coming from somebody who until he was 19 actually enjoyed the harry potter movies and didn't realize that they are nothing like the book whatsoever but moving back to the jaws i know matthew you kind of have an opposite take on that i know you love this movie um yeah i just think this is a really good movie kind of like we talked about earlier it's not necessarily a horror movie maybe it's yeah. considered more of a thriller but i think it's just a really well-made movie it's not like one where there's just constant action the entire time a lot of the focus is around world building and character building and then once you actually get to those moments of suspense or you know horror they're really well done and it doesn't ever like 
overstay its welcome with trying to be. Well, um, until Jaws two came out. Well, we're talking about the original one. <laughs> okay. Um, but like, it doesn't over overstay like trying to be keeping you in suspense or anything like that like it does what it needs to do and then like move on with the plot instead of kind of you, you talking about earlier with scream where like they kept attacking her and then stopping like go like six or seven times it's like this that doesn't really happen there like the action mm-hmm. builds up progressively and it makes sense with the story i just think it's a really well-made movie and it's in spielberg's top three hardest movies he ever made because they filmed oh, it oh yeah actually you know on the ocean yeah i was i did a like after I watch my movies, I do research on them just so I can get a perspective. That shark was probably like the hardest thing in seventies film, mm-hmm. maybe even eighties film or nineties film to work with because it worked fine. It cost five hundred thousand dollars to make Bruce. They had to make three of them. It cost five hundred thousand dollars to make all three. It worked fine. The mouth looked good, like the opening and closing. It looked believable. The animatronic worked. They put it in the ocean. Just did not work. Wouldn't mm-hmm. work. It was hard to work. I think someone said it was hard to work with at best, totally unusable at worst. And then one of the Bruce's sank. It topsided or capsized while filming. And they had to wait till it hit the ocean floor to go back and get it. Oh my goodness, this film had been so hard to make. It must have been extremely stressful more than anything. Like by the time you get to the third like animatronic and you're sitting there just hoping that it works even like in the slightest which like i i was really debating giving this movie a 10 like yeah. looking back and the only criticism i had was that the shark in certain scenes just doesn't look like it looks like an animatronic it doesn't look like a shark but i know how much like dedication they put into making it work I know how much like time and effort it took and how many reshots they had to do for this. But in the end, I had to give it a 9 and a 3 quarters. It was so close to getting a 10. And I think it also goes back to personal taste. You know, this is this is borderline thriller to horror. I mean, there's a jump scare in it. Which, by the way, that jump scare, Spielberg used $9,000 of his own money to reshoot it. Because during test runs of the movie, people just said that this moment wasn't scary. So he's like, yeah. oh, we're, we're going to make it scary then. He did it in his own swimming pool. It's crazy. Did you know that they actually used real film of sharks too in there? Yes, they used off the coast of like New Zealand or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like they had shots of it and they built scenes around those shots, which is so cool. Like, Also, the one-liners in this movie, like we're going to need a bigger boat. Is it like smile, you bastard, or something like that? Uh. Yeah. Or Some, you son of a Yeah, gun. that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, great one-liners. Great delivery. The Mrs. Kettner scene where she said, you killed my boy. I wanted you to know that. Or my boy is gone. That that scene is so powerful. You're like, dang. Like this character that could have just been written off and gone with because her son died came back and was like, yo, the reason my son is dead is because you didn't close the beaches. I was like, oh, okay. Speaking or, of, not to get too incredibly political right now, but can we talk about how relevant this movie is? Oh, like working class versus city class? or I'm talking about there's a shark that's killing people on a beach. Yeah. And the mayor is refusing to close the beach because he wants to make a profit during the 4th of July. What about the economy? Yeah. It's a miracle this movie wasn't shot in Florida. <laughs> It's actually, a, I just, they were going to film it in Long Island, but apparently Long Island was like too busy of a city. So they had a reshoot in, I want to say Massachusetts. Yep. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. I just think it's crazy how like that, that theme is really, really relevant right now. Yeah. Bro, this dude's crying. And that's the entire like first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the second half is Quint hooper and brody out on the boat hunting bruce which of those three did you like the most i think in the end i like quint the most okay because his scene of the u.s and uss indianapolis obviously he's just like great at what he does and he's serious but at the same time like he believes in himself he he believes what he's doing and he knows he's the best so it's incredible i i loved quint the series follows the 
oh, what did I just say his name was? The sheriff? Brody. Brody. It follows the Brody family. We don't need to talk about the sequels, but like just really quick. They're not needed. This movie could have just been standalone. And the, the sequels aren't directed by Spielberg. So it kind of sucks that the fran- like the money from this movie kickstarted a franchise that didn't need to exist. Yeah, that is one of my biggest pet peeves with all of movies is when they oh, make yeah. unnecessary sequels. And I think as much as I said that this movie I think is overrated, it was definitely... It's the best the sequel the was not needed. Oh, certainly. I don't need and to watch the other three to know that this one is the best one. Hmm. I mean, we've seen, like, people try to recreate it. You see the Meg. You see, oh, what was that one movie called where, like, the, the houses are going underwater in a hurricane and, like, a giant crocodile or whatever is, like, hunting Sharknado. this one. No, it's not Sharknado. I know what you're talking about. Uh, oh, my God. What is that called? Last year. I don't remember, but. I'm looking it I, up. Like, this crawl. was the first. It's called crawl. Crawl. Yeah, that makes no <clears throat> sense. What kind of fish crawls? All right, we've got some more things to cover, so I'm just gonna graze past that. I gave this a nine and three quarters. Really, really good movie. Uh, really recommend it to everyone. Obviously, there's not a thing I can say. It's the first summer blockbuster of all time. It was made in '75, which is crazy. Yeah. Shout out Steven Spielberg, top three directors of all time. Only behind Quentin Tarantino and Christopher Nolan. Mm, that's going to be up to different episode. Cause that's going to be an hour long debate that I need to have with somebody. All right, moving on. I'm just going to give a quick like summary of this month. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it and I'm glad I got to come on and I, I'm also glad I got to give reviews verbally and over message with Snapchat. Um, this was a lot of fun to do. I'm obviously not a movie critic, and I don't think any of us are. These are 100% subjective. What I give a movie a four, you might give an A. Like, I gave Midsommar a five. I upped it to a five, but I know a lot of people would give that a ten. Would you like to just read off your awards that you posted last night? I found those very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so this is my favorite <laughs> genre. Obviously, like, this is why I did it is because I wanted to watch these movies. I got past a bunch of movies that you know, I'd never seen and I really wanted to like Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare, uh, The Shining, uh, Silence of the Lambs. And I thought just to keep myself busy less or not last night, uh, two nights ago. No. Yeah. Two nights ago, it, I gave out some awards for movies, some good, some bad, mostly good. So my personal favorite movie of the month, I think you all already know if you've been listening to the podcast was ready or not from 2019, gave it the only 10 out of 10. Loved that movie. I want to own it on Blu-ray one day just so I can go back to it. I, I just adore that movie. Exceeded Expectations. The one movie I thought that was going to be bad would actually turn out to be really good was The Invisible Man. Based off trailers, I thought it was trash because it's, oh, there's a dude. He's invisible. And no, he's not actually. Like, goofy. Most memorable moment from a movie I only gave a five and a half for was the degloving scene from Gerald's game, how she gets out of the handcuffs by cutting her wrists and having her skin come off her hand. Like, ugh. But that, that scene is ingrained in my mind, even two weeks later after watching it. It is so gross, but I loved it. Have you uh, seen 127 Hours? No. Is that where they're stuck on a mountain? Or his that's arm where is the, stuck that's in a mountain? The, yeah, that's where the guy is like... He just gets stuck between, like, a boulder and, like, a canyon, I think. It's mm. been a couple of years since I've seen it, so I probably just butchered that horrifically. Is that one with James Franco? Maybe. Maybe well, Dave. I think that he was the main guy. I'm looking it up. It was James Franco. Dang, okay. Go, James Franco. Good on you. Um, after that, I have favorite villain. What would you okay? So this is one you guys could probably guess. Who Art. my favorite villain is? I have two. Art King is Man. one of them. The Leprechaun. It is. Candyman. No. <laughs> Candyman got zero awards too. It wasn't the worst and it wasn't the best. That's it was cap, a five. Bro. That's what cap. 
That's not cap. Yeah, no, but movies. how many horror villains do you know had an epic rap battle where they <laughs> where he did questionable things to women while with his rapping? magic? Yes. It takes uh, some talent to think of something like that. And he's this, so bad this isn't a very original favorite villain, but he's just so ingrained. He's so in bad, horror. he's good. He's so ingrained <laughs> in horror. Michael Myers from 1978's Halloween. Respect. Uh, Have you seen the 2018 version? Uh, we will get into that later. Okay, I just watched that with Austin on Friday, and I love it. Do you like it? it I I like both the 19. You said 78, 79. Yes, 78. 78. I like. I love the 78 version, but the 2018 version. Modernized. It's so good. (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis. She still got it. She got the longevity. She's so Mm -hmm. good, and like they bring a breath of fresh air into this character because she like, like like in the original movie she was just like a face value final girl. In this movie she's like suffering from what happened mm-hmm. th- like 30 years ago i think 40 years ago yeah um, 40 but we'll get into that later uh favorite final girl any guesses grace from ready or not no actually what it is aaron from your next because i like the way they used aaron to turn her from the final girl to the slasher they did it kind of in ready or not but they never like fully committed to that. She was she was not trained to handle that situation. She acted like I think any of us would act. No specific like military or survival based training, which is very believable. But as for like awesome like she is out to get the villains. I think Aaron knocks it out of the park. Hmm. Uh, best death. One is Copper from The Thing. I don't know if any of you have seen The Thing. Of course. Where they're, I saw The Thing. Where they're defibrillating him and his mouth opens up. Yeah. And it chomps his arms. Oh, I love that. That scared the crap out of me when I watched it. Mm-hmm. For a movie not, like, very jump scary, very special effects, gory heavy, that move, that part got to me. I was like, yo, that's crazy. <laughs> the other one was, oh, this is a spoiler. Is Should it, I say it? Is it's it? In, is it uh from Terrifier? No. No? Okay. It is this movie is fifty five years old now, so I'm not gonna feel so bad. Uh Quint in Jaws from nineteen seventy five. Cause his death like made me sad. I was like, yo I was so surprised the first time I watched it, I didn't expect him to die. Oh Ryan, yeah. He wouldn't last five seconds in Game of Thrones. I watched the first season and then stopped. <laughs> exactly. Then life life got busy. Um, I would love to go back to watch it though. Best Please? actor, Leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> Warwick Davis. <laughs> Not Warwick Davis. Matthew might be able to guess this one. That's a big mm. hit. Early movie, early in the month. Early in the month. Um. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Jack Nicholson. Oh duh, yeah. From 1980s The Shining. <laughs> Oh, dude, talk about method acting. This dude knocks out of the park. Yeah, he got fed cheese sandwiches every day, and he hated that. <laughs> Best actress. Matthew, you could probably get both of these, too. Both early in the month. Another early in the month one? My goodness, dude. I can't remember what happened yesterday. I'll be honest with you. There's you two watched The Boys all day. I did watch The Boys all day. My brain got fried. All right, who is it? Jodie Foster from Silence of the Lambs, 1991. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Sigourney Weaver from Alien. Honestly, as much as you loved Ready or Not, you gave it a 10, but nothing that you have listed has been from Ready or Not. I find that interesting. Personal I would have thought favorite. for sure that oh. Samara Weaving would have been one of your favorites. She, oh, no. she gives a really good performance, but I think the iconicness of Silence of the Lambs and the Alien kind of outweigh the acting from that movie to be fair ready or not is from 2019 (laughs) you can't exactly make an icon out of a movie that was last year yeah like alien i don't get me wrong sigourney weaver is amazing Mm -hmm. but alien has had how many years 51 years to just kind of 41 41 yeah it goes to show yeah somehow i'm passing my math class 
Um, <laughs> it's had some time to like marinate in the brains of uh, viewers for sure. I think once we get to maybe 2025, people are going to look back on your next as kind of, I want to say a defining movie. I don't think it's that, but I think they're going to look at it as like one of the better horror movies from the late 2010s, which is really hard to stand out when you've got, you know, get out, you've got us, you've got both, both it's, you know, there are a lot of really good horror movies coming out right now. Mm -hmm. The, The invisible man, uh, Terrifier 2 is coming out. Candyman sequel is coming out. Yes. Yeah, Jordan Peele in my... I think Jordan Peele is going to be, like, the, the main man, man to lead the chart. <laughs> he's going to be the Candyman. <laughs> Say it four more times. I dare you. No, no. I think he's definitely leading the charge on this, like, second wind of horror films that's happening. Because mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. definitely... I mean, horror movies have been good all this time but there's a lot of bad ones that outweigh the good in certain like decades and i think that we're getting like a revival period like we're almost getting like a renaissance of horror films again there's been some dry spells in the horror genre definitely late to early 2010s and late 90s were dry spells for horror because they didn't have their iconic movies to work off of. Like, you got Silence of the Lambs in the early 90s. You've got Shining Halloween and Friday the 13th in the early 80s. You've got Texas Chainsaw in the 70s. You've got all these great movies coming out now from late 2010s. But those movies don't have... Like, you've got, what, Cabin in the Woods? You've got... I don't know. The uh, the Descent was pretty good. But it's not like... Not a lot of people know about that movie. So, horror is very much based on that one movie that comes out. And it just defines everything, like Scream, like Halloween, like Jaws, you know. So, yeah, I like like I said, I don't think Ready or Not is going to be a defining movie. I just think people are going to look back and be like, that was a really good movie. Um, I mean, if I mean, if Friday the 13th can become an iconic franchise after that dumpster fire of a first movie, I'm sure that we're going to see stuff like Get Out being like iconic horror films from the late 2010s you know yeah, it's like 2016 right something like that 2017 i think darn is it's it? close i have no idea 2017 all right all right so we're gonna move on best special effects uh i gave it to actually hellraiser and the Ooh. thing the thing obviously like one of the best showcasing of special effects ever the Hellraiser, I, like, I look back to that scene of Frank coming out of the floorboards as, like, a skeleton. I was like, that was so good. Not to mention Garrett was in that movie, so. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he killed it. I love a good Garrett cameo, man. <laughs> Halloween 2 and Hellraiser. And he died in both. <laughs> He's also in the 2018 Halloween movie, as Austin and I have discussed. <laughs> <laughs> is he not a security guard this time <laughs> no he is a, a uh intoxicated high schooler sitting in someone's backyard as michael never mind i'm not gonna spoil that <laughs> great movie all right and last good award is scariest movie i have three can you guys guess any of them pro i, I barely remember what movies we said scariest movie scariest I think I know one. I know what do you Leprechaun. Think <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Leprechaun. Well, then you weren't watching it good enough. Sorry, my eyeballs weren't working. Just that day. watch better, okay? I have no it, clue. Uh, I guess if I had one guess, I would say The Shining would be one of them. No, actually, I put Terrifier. Respect. Alien. And the descent, which okay. I really wish you guys watched the descent because well, maybe you should invite us to these things. Yeah, man. maybe. I don't know. Just stop spending quality time with your girlfriend and yeah. watch them with the boys instead. Invite Schlebs over. Yeah, have have Shelby Schlebs come into the, the Discord. Podcast. We can watch it all together. Be one big happy family. All right, now we go into the bad ones. Can I just say, can I just guess that Leprechaun's going to take all of them? It took two. Out of how many? Six. Good enough. Five. Two out of five. Sorry. Two out of Biggest letdown was Brightburn in 2019. Because it had such a great concept, and I had faith in it, but it's not a good movie. 
Worst final girl. Any guesses? Uh, dude, I I'm watched gonna... like maybe a third of these movies with you. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back. I know you've seen it. I know all of us have seen it. I'm gonna oh, go back to Matthew. God. Oh gosh. When you Me think of again. a bad final girl. Let me look at your calendar. Hang on. I mean, I'm freaking Friday the 13th. That is exactly it. It's Alice from Friday the 13th. Yeah. She sucks. Kind of, kind of Garbo. Garbo as a final girl. At least Jamie Lee Curtis kind of fought back. At least and Jamie then... Lee Curtis had a redemption in 2018. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What Worst I'm saying. plot. You guys wouldn't probably be able to get this. As above, so below from 2014. Worse than Leprechaun. Yes. The rat metal wanted better. I think I was just bullying Leprechaun so much I had to give awards somewhere else. It might tie for As Above, So Below. No. But can you guess what the worst villain and worst movie are? <laughs> I'm going to take a guess. Okay. Is it the Leprechaun? It is the Leprechaun for Warwick Davis himself. See, this guy. Hate, hate that movie. I hate it so much. It's so bad. All so. Right. We're going to try and wrap this up soon. Looking ahead, you're making another calendar for November. Whoop, I'm not already sure. Already made it. You've already made it. Okay. So I know that uh-huh. we want to get a little change in pace. We want to talk a little bit about The Mandalorian with my friend yes. Alex in the next coming two weeks. But maybe at the end of November, we get mm-hmm. the gang back together. We try and watch as many of these movies together. I say it in air quotes as possible. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about it then and do maybe just like awards and we can discuss like each of our favorite movies and stuff yeah so this month so in november i realized that there's a lot of horror movies i missed and i felt bad for the people i skipped over their movies for yeah so you, uh, i chose... didn't take any recommendations from me for starters you took hey mine. luke hey th- there's a movie in this there's is it two science? movies is it science it is not science two the movies holes. in this list are inspired from luke marvel Thank all right you. i don't i don't I have no there, clue what they are Oh, wait, uh, Blair Witch is one of them. Nope. Oh, my. I guess you can count. That's that's from your mom. Because she said it was the scariest movie. From the Marbles herself. Shout out Brooke Marble. The Marble. She she inspired me to put Blair Witch because I realized how iconic of a movie I missed by not putting it on uh, ahead of As Above, So Below. You put Leprechaun on, but not Blair Witch. I know, right? So this think of this as the DLC to my list. This is a short sweet list it's not the main thing it's just kind of something added on at the end so we got 10 movies one every three days the first one is psycho 1960 original almost jump-started the slasher genre halloween helped a little bit but why not have you seen uh, psycho before i've seen the iconic shower scene of course but other than that no you should watch you after you watch psycho you should watch bates motel is it, it a is, sequel? It is a prequel to a teenage mm-hmm. Norman Bates, and it is very, oh, very, very good. <laughs> you can keep uh, that voice crack in, Matt, please. Okay. Then the sixth is The Ring, the iconic Japanese horror movie that was westernized. I'm going to be watching the western version of it. Uh, then The Wailing, which is a South Korean horror film from 2016, because I want to get different cultures in there as well. Then we've got Blair Witch Project that we talked about earlier. Woo! Then we've got 10 Cloverfield Lane, which the guy from the Belko experiment in Hush is in, and he's one of my favorite horror actors ever. So I I really do like 10 Cloverfield Lane. Those are very good movies. Then we have from Alec Roman. Shout out Alec Roman. I'm watching Sinister. Does Alec what? listen to the podcast? Probably not, but you know I'll tell him I shout him out. Maybe he'll listen. Maybe. Then we have the iconic Exorcist, the very first supernatural horror movie. Then we have the first inspiration from Luke Marvel, which would be 2018's Halloween. Yes. Okay. I don't know why I didn't guess that. Then <laughs> the next one from Luke Marvel is 20, I want to say 19's The Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson. Woohoo. Okay. And then Austin Davis's recommendation is ending the month. Austin, can you guess what it is? The Babadook. It is The Babadook. <laughs> 2014's Babadook. I love that movie. I, I thought you were going to say it was Candyman 2 and 3. No. <laughs> Leprechaun, Leprechaun back, back to the... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very excited to watch these. Uh, I got some new, some old, some 
other cultures, some iconic, and some, you know, just, I think these are going to be great movies. I think these are going to be overall more, or well-received than last month's. I think they're going to have higher grades overall. Mm. Yeah, probably. I think you definitely picked a more specific variety for November. Yeah. But I think... And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think part of your the reason that you did the calendar was one just to educate yourself on yeah, all these all my favorite that people genre. love, yeah. But also to get a variety. So like, I mean, mm-hmm. if you just watch nothing but like eighty slashers, slashers, you're gonna yeah. get really tired of them by the end of the month if you're watching one every day. So. And as great as people think psychologicals are, you cannot watch them like three days or four days in a row. It gets, it gets so. I don't want to say predictable, but you, the formula, you notice certain things and you're like, okay, I know what's going to happen now. Like The Shining was shocking because it was the first movie I watched. And like I knew certain scenes. I knew the Red Rum. I knew the Here's Johnny, obviously. But uh, I didn't know the full story <laughs> to that movie. So when it starts like degrading his mind, I'm like, this is actually really good. But then you get to a movie like later on, like, I don't know, The Invisible Man, where you're like, I kind of see where this is going when like people start calling her crazy, but she's not actually crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, I also wanted to like throw up statistics. Like what was the best week? What was the best day of the week? It was going to be Wednesday until freaking leprechaun ruined it because I had a nine and a half, a nine and a quarter and a 10, <laughs> but then the average got just sunk because of the 0.5. <laughs> But I think the best day of the week, honestly, was probably Saturday with Halloween, Alien, The Mist, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and Jaws. Just, like, looking at the numbers. One of these things is not like the other. I loved One Killer Clowns. One of these is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> oh, that movie is funny. I think the best week would probably be the first week. I mean, there's only three movies, but The Shining, Silence of the Lambs, and Halloween. I mean, I started my month with three of the best horror films ever made, so... Gotta kick it off, bro. And then you gotta, gotta slow it down to with Halloween like Leprechaun. To Leprechaun. <laughs> Halloween 2. All leading to the tragic descent of Brian's sanity as he had to watch Warwick <laughs> Davis in Leprechaun. Much like Jack from The Shining. Much like Jack. It's all full circle. It broke me. Okay. This is a great month. I loved it. I lost a lot of time, maybe didn't focus on my schoolwork as much as I needed to, but hey, we're still floating with B's and A's, kinda, and <laughs> and I feel like I have a deeper understanding, not just of horror movies, but in just movies in general, a deeper appreciation, and yeah, great month. I'd recommend, not even just horror movies, I'd recommend people do this at least for a week. You know, pick pick your favorite genre. And watch like the most iconic movies from that genre for a week or two weeks, or if you want to go like off the deep end, a month or a year even. I know people who do this for a year. I could never, but you know, good times. Uh, that's great. Cool. Well, that'll just about do it. It's November first. It's the time that we're recording this to be released mm-hmm. on November second at nine a.m. So. For the last time, do you guys have any shout-outs? Let's give some oh. actual shout-outs. Shout-out you guys for watching some of these movies. And shout-out to Shelby for watching some movies with me. Shout-out, Shelby. And- I miss you. <laughs> and shout-out to anyone that gave me recommendations. Family was a big part of this when I went home. They were like, why didn't you have this movie? Or like, why did you give this such a low rating? I was like... I was like actually engaged with my family about like a common ground. So that was fun to do. And, you know, shout out me for actually doing this challenge and following through with it and going through all 31 days. Self-love. Austin, can I guess your shout out? Go ahead. I think you're going to shout out your boy Hank. Yeah, I'm going to shout out my boy Hank back home. Holding down the fort. Holding down the fort. Yep, I <laughs> knew he was going to say that. Fort. Holding down the fort. There's two things that have been const- or consistent since we've had you guys on. Austin shouts out Hank and says, holding down the fort. And Ryan introduces himself as, my RA and by proxy knows Matthew. Yep. Cool. Um, huh? I'm going to say that at the end of November, too. Woo! Oh, you should have added uh, Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> oh, dude, Thanksgiving is so funny. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, we appreciate the heck out of all y'all. Uh, we're not allowed to swear for the next six months because of Ryan's big mouth, but... Um, I'm going to make it a year in November. Let's go. All right. Hold up. All right, everybody, you have a good day. Peace. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.